Hello, my name is David Turner and this is another episode of Lunar Poetry Shorts and today I'm in fucking Asia. It's amazing. I'm in Asia. And my guests today are Sina and Nas and together they run Mau Mau Artist Residency Programme Centre here in Istanbul. Sina is the founder and Nas is the programme leader. Hello, you two. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I think... I'm going to start with asking you both to tell me about Mau Mau and how it runs and how it started and why it started. And maybe because Sina's the founder, we'll start with Sina. Uh, the idea of Mau Mau actually was uh, based on my experiences in Arts and Residence program in Europe. Yeah. When I came back, uh, I thought to have an Arts art Residence program in Istanbul is a necessity. Uh, because it is created for artists just to produce. Yeah. The environment is especially uh, built on this on this context. So I just wanted to have an art residency in which I would like to be an artist. So we created, we designed the building in, in that term. We uh, decided how long will be the art residency program on that term. Yeah, it, it, it's been three years now, mm. and we really enjoy to have Mama. Um, and do you get? Do you have a lot of support locally from the residents? Is it well received? The centre, do you think? The local residents in in the area around it. Do you think uh, the people that live in the local area think it's a good thing as well? Mm. We have very good relations yeah. with our neighbours in mm. general, but like. As Sina always says, like it took some time, a lot of struggle to build that relation. Yeah. But at the end, like we feel like they support us a lot. Yeah. What were the problems in the beginning? Were just uh, people didn't understand what you were trying to do, or people didn't understand what an art residency is. Yes. Um, interestingly, also the artists in Turkey, in the beginning, didn't understand what an art residency is. Uh, it was the biggest struggle because it has no. Uh, I mean, there are many examples. Uh, we had Caravansaray before that. They they closed a year ago. We have uh, Halka Art, but there are few. I mean, compared to population of of Istanbul and its importance in the art scene in, in the world, the number of the art residences are very few. So it was the the biggest struggle because <coughs> we host the artists, we have the exhibition, we, we have uh, artists from visual arts background, we have writers, um, we live together, we work together, we produce together. So this context actually it's not very common mm. here. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was going to actually have a follow-up question, how unusual, because it's I mean, I've only been here like, not even a week yet, and it seems like quite an unusual project to have to have that kind of artist residency. And you're right. I mean, like most most cities that I've visited in Europe, these kind of uh, organisations are they're all over the place, you know. But this, I think, that feeling came for me came about when I came to the opening of the exhibition on uh, Saturday, wasn't it? And um, it felt like a real centre. A lot of people travelled from different parts of the city just to mm. come to that small, which was a relatively small exhibition, but there seemed to be an energy drag, drawing people in, and it seemed like it was an unusual thing to be happening, to have this artist resi residency programme like that. 
Uh, it isn't uh, an unusual thing because uh, the artists we host, as I told, they they produce in Istanbul, mm. so you you can directly see the effect of of their experience. Uh, they they had in Mama in Istanbul in general, uh, so the artworks are kind of shaped in that sense. Yeah, uh, and it takes too much attention because of it. Uh, not only on the uh, Turkish art scene, but also uh, I don't I don't like the uh, word foreigners, but international yes. uh, art environment. It takes it takes attention. Uh, I, I guess that's the reason because um, we are offering something. For instance, Elizabeth Alice uh, uh, works might be only seen in Istanbul once or twice or three times at least. It's not a Turkish artist that yes, yeah. uh, have an exhibition almost uh, in a year. So it's something that you unusually you mm. will see once and then, then that's it. Yeah, and next I'd like to talk more specifically about the writing programs that happen at Mel Mel. Uh, so maybe Niles could tell, tell us a bit more about how they work and uh, what kind of people apply and uh, yeah so we just yeah. stop that so we have our application deadlines and we get the applications from writers and we go over the applications and we choose some of the writers depending on their portfolio and CVs and everything and then they come and they stay now they stay for three weeks but beginning with the next uh, period they are gonna like next autumn they are gonna begin to stay for six weeks and what they do is that um, they work on their writings mostly so they do whatever they want actually like yep. we don't pressure neither our artists nor our writers so if they want to do anything they just do it but at the end like depending on their needs also we can have like reading sessions so that they can share what they have been writing in Istanbul with the audience yes or and we have like open microphone events we just began so like we invite yes, well, you had one last week didn't you yeah, yeah, yeah. so and just we before are i came thinking yeah. about like keeping on doing that so yeah. that like uh, people can mingle with each other and you know like share what they have been writing yeah i get the impression that the writing programs here are quite sociable aren't they it's nice that they're, they're combined with the arts side as well because i suppose you could it could be quite a lonely experience traveling to Istanbul and just being holed up in a room and writing for three weeks. It does seem at Mau Mau that people are encouraged to, not forced to, but encouraged to mingle with the artists in the program, but also local artists as well in, in Istanbul. Yeah. Um, how do, do you see the, pro the writing programs? Um, do you see them just carrying on in the format that they're in or will they develop any more, do you think? Do you are you happy with the, what, the way that um, the, like the outcome so far from always the basic idea is uh, to be flexible as much as possible for for the artists and for the writers. I mean, we try to shape our six weeks in terms of their needs. Um, now we started with open microphone. Uh, the next step might be a constant relationship with Turkish writers around yeah it might be nice to have a common common uh, I don't know meetings let's say uh, I don't know how, how it would work because the thing is of course with, with literature the the the border is always the language 
Yes. Yeah. That's that's a dilemma we face, but but somehow uh, we plan to have some common ground with Turkish writers together with our writers. But as I told, I mean the most important thing is to be as flexible as possible. If uh, it is the same with artists in residence program, if the artists uh, do not prefer to have an exhibition, it should be okay with us. Uh, if the writer want to be locked in, in his or her room for six weeks, it should be okay with yes, us because it is created to for the artist to be more fruitful as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, we might have a reading now and we're going to begin with a poem from Nas. All those stories never told. The girl who wanted to tell the stories never told. Now I will tell you her story, which has never been told. The girl ran after these stories for so long, too long for some, and she ran and ran. When she stopped, she realized she was too far away from the land where all parrots talked. Surrounded by parrots, uttering her words of mold, those parrots fed her with golden nuts. Those golden nuts turned into golden horns and the horns gave life to babies, half nuts, half horns. She grabbed the babies and whispered in their ear, tell me your story, she said, and waited, waited too long, so long for some, and carried those babies to the ocean, left them there for 41 days, cause somebody told her it was sacred. Those 41 days covered the babies in salt, and on the salt there were words. She read the words and made sentences out of the stories never told. Some say that, Parrots from the far, far away land still knows the stories never told, but they stay in silence and they tell the stories only they are told. Those stories will never be told. Thank you very much. Um, next, I'd like to talk about your writing uh, individually. Um, so rather than me uh, pretending to know, maybe you should just start yourselves. And since you just read... Uh, your poem nuts. Maybe you could begin and just tell us a bit about what, yeah. how you write. So I have taken some classes at the university, mostly like a lot of classes, like creative writing classes in memoir, like story writing, like poetry. I don't really have like if I feel like I have something to tell, like I can't really stick on any of these like ways of telling it. But mostly I feel myself coming to poems somehow. And like I have some inspirations about that, especially my poetry teacher at the university, Julie Doxy. Like I kept on coming back to her books, like looking at them and just like creating. And I just like an idea comes to my mind and I begin to tell, like I feel like I'm telling a story and I just like let it go somehow. And I don't even know like where it's gonna take me somehow. So it's like a like fantasy world for me. I don't. Like in which where I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, so you you you allow the narrative to guide you towards yeah. the final, yeah. uh, the final piece, whether it be prose or verse or. Okay, and Sina, how about your your writing? Because you know, for you. it's the hardest thing to talk about your yeah. writing. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, it it all started with actually a decision. I decided to write. Um, first, I started to write poems and plays and beginning with 2010, 2008, I don't know, um, I started to write short stories. Uh, 
Yeah, it's just the hardest thing to talk about today. No, <laughs> no, actually, I mean, uh, to to talk sort of just uh, plainly about the what you write is, I think, enough information at the moment. So, um, because you're going to read a short story today, aren't you, rather than yeah, poetry? Yeah. So, I can talk about the structure of yeah. my short stories. Yeah. Um, I try to keep it as simple as possible, to uh, as short as possible. Uh, it might be called as minimalism. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's enough. And there's also we do have uh, a. I mean, your English is very good, but there's also an issue here of um, being descriptive about your own work in your second language. Is I know it's difficult, but but yeah, I, I don't think it's possible. In no, no, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I don't. You know, I'm not trying to put you too much on the spot. If you know, I think you've done. You've you've explained quite nicely. Um, do you, are you? Uh, this is probably going to be an awful question for you as well. But um, how do you see your own writing developing? Are you happy with uh, the style of writing, just continuing as it is, or do you have any sort of ga- uh, goals for your writing? Uh, I know this. While writing my next book, I I push myself into more abstract writings instead of rea- realist mm. uh, point of view. Um, it's it's been a hard and but somehow also very um, fruitful process for me. Um, Cause some somehow I'd like to. Um, I don't know how, how to put it. To talk about more, let's say, not political, but social, yes. uh, social things, in a in a non-direct way. Okay. In a hidden way, let's mm. say. So abstract writing fits in that context yeah. very well. So using more symbolism and uh, yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. I wasn't at all. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, I wasn't at all. Okay. Yeah. And Nas? I am trying to discipline myself more, especially being very close to Sina. Like, I'm trying to learn a little bit from her, like, to, like, making writing more part of your life somehow. Like, because it's so- sometimes hard for a writer to put writing in the middle, like, in the center of your writing. Yes. Especially when you are, like, working in a place like you need to be socializing a lot actually it's hard to like close yourself you know because it's hard to write like covered up with all those people so you need some space for yourself but it's just hard to create and like i'm still Mm. like trying to work on that somehow and it's hard for me like i'm still having sometimes hard time to because i write in english but sometimes i like write in turkish so like still having like language decision mm. problems somehow. actually just a quick question on that do you write in english or do you translate from turkish no, I write you in write english. in english yeah. yeah because i think that's i also wrote a poem about that before it's more because i like the distance i put with like writing in another language i just like that distance because with turkish it's just too you, personal and do you feel with especially i mean i've only um heard that that poem you just read yeah. but it's quite sort of fantasy based do you think you would be, be, it would be difficult for you to explore that fantasy world in turkish and it's is it easier in english to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's interesting like that. yeah. then because it's more distant you know you can yeah. go to that distant world sure. more easily with that distant language yeah. i feel like 
and I've also heard just briefly from other writers in Turkish how hard it is to translate from Turkish to English anyway. So maybe it's easier to just to start in, in in English, yeah. It's all different, like. I mean, sounds... I have a terrible problem when I'm translating into Turkish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how it sounds, it's totally different. Yeah. like it's hard to catch the rhythms yeah. in a way. <clears throat> Yeah, so it's easier just not to just write a fresh piece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have uh, our second reading, and this time it will be Sina. And actually, we're going to hear some Turkish rhythms. Uh, thank you, Sina. Uyandım zifir karanlık. Sabah olmalıydı, olmamıştı. Öyle bir karanlık ki göz alışmıyor. Elimi gözümün önden getirdim, önüne getirdim, yok. Yüzüme değdirdim, var. Çektim, uzaklaştırdım, yok. Sonra iyice elime yüzüme bulaştı, boğazıma yapıştı, kulağıma doldu, burnumdan girdi. Elimi kolumu salladım, savuşturmaya çalıştım, yok. Ayağımı yataktan indirdim, yer vardı. Ötekini indirdim, ayağa kalktım, durdum. Adım atmaya korktum. Yere eğildim, kolumu uzattım, havada gezdirdim, önüm açık. Sürünerek kapıyı buldum, yerinde. Koridor uzadıkça uzadı, dışarı çıktığımda kanter içinde yorgundum. Başımı o yana bir bu yana çevirdim. Çıkış aradım, yok. Ağlayasım geldi, ağladım. Ne yana gitsem diye düşündüm. Sağa döndüm, niçin sol diye sormadım. Kolumu havada gezdirip sürünerek ilerledim. Gözümü çıkardım dedim ses. Özür dilerim. Ne dedim bu karanlık? Dün gazeteleri okumadım mı? Yok dedim, okumadım. Karanlık geldi. Ne zaman gidecek? Bilmem dedi, belli değil. Ne yapacağız giderindek? Bilmem. Nereye dedim, bilmem. Ben de nereye bilmem sürünmeye devam ettim. Bir ses. Sayın halkımız birazdan yemek yağacak, lütfen başınıza dikkat edin. Sonra patır patır yağmur gibi dolu gibi yemek yağdı. Başıma düşenlerden birini buldum. Ambalajı açtım, kokladım, kokusu yok. Yedim, tadı yok. Yedim yine, daha süründüm, başka buldum. Onu da yedim. Rahatlık çöktü, mutlu oldum. Karanlığı öptüm, okşadım, parmaklarımın arasından kaydı, avcuma doldu, her yanımdaydı. Sarıldım, uyudum. Uyumak güzel dedi yumuşak bir ses. Uyumak güzel dedim. Huzurlusun dedi, huzurluyum. Her şeyin taslanın, her şeyin taslanın. Anons, sayın halkımız, karanlığa karşı bir grup mumu yakarken yakalandı. Bu ne doyumsuzluktur. Hadi hep beraber yuvlayalım. Uğultular, ben de katıldım, yuvladım. İçime kendimden bilmediğim bir öfke bürüdü. Yeri yumukluyordum. Her yurtta ağzımdan tükürükler saçıyordum. Onun yakanlardan birinin elimde olmasını ona acı çektirmeyi istedim. Sonra yoruldum. Yemek yağdı. Yedim. Uykum geldi. Ne öfkelendiğimi unuttum. Uykuya daldım. Ne kadar uyudum bilmiyorum. Bacaklarım uyuşmuştu. Sanki yoktular. Ayağa kalkmayısı artık canım çekmiyordu. Thank you, Sina. <gülüyor> I'm sure that was lovely. No, it sounded really <laughs> nice. No, I really, the, no, the language was really, the, the sound of that was really nice. Um, I'm going to have to try and find out what that was about. I'm really intrigued now. Um, actually, but just I just want to mention, so Sina was reading from her book, and what's that called? Uh, life Sometimes. Buzz and Hayat. And what does that, what's that mean, sorry? Life Sometimes. Life Sometimes. <laughs> oh, I like that, Life Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, and then what would, uh, or as I always say, um, 
uh, both Nas and uh, Cena, their full names and some and the, the name of the book and any blogs and links to Mau Mau will be in the description of this video. So we won't dwell on too much like on the finer details that will be listed uh, because if I try to say them, you won't understand them anyway. So uh, just the last couple of questions. Um, if you could both tell us a bit about what your influences over your writing have been. Um, maybe we start with Nas. Yeah, so as I told you, like my professor Judadoxi, I just love her so much and I like love her writings and she's a great inspiration yeah. for me, I can say. And I'm feeling like I'm getting inspired a lot by Sine, like just being around her, mm. like the way he writes, the way he thinks, like she's also a great inspiration for, for me. Yeah. I don't like also in my life like I can't really stick on only one thing so I can't stick on only one writer so I keep on like um, experiencing and like finding out new writers like sure. as much as I can so I always get like um, recommendations from people I like mm -hmm. so that they can suggest me like the good ones yeah and like mostly I have been actually reading like what Sina has been um, suggesting me okay. lastly and it has been like a great experience for me yeah so I think that's it's better if she <laughs> if she can mentions like some names mm -hmm. yeah and yourself what any influences over your own work um, uh, as influence I don't know but I really like to read uh, Raymond Carver, Felisberto Hernandez. Uh, now I recently and very lately discovered Faulkner. Okay. Um, uh, Said fake Turkish writer mm. Yusuf Obener. Um, uh, Catherine Mansfield, Truman Capote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay. yeah, yeah. Maybe um, I can add Sure, yeah, yeah, of course. I like Turkish writer Haldun Taner. Haldun um, Taner, yeah. Yeah, and also uh, like Borges is a great one. Cortazar is yeah. a great one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so the, the last couple of questions on these things are always the same anyway, but and I usually ask what um, the writers or artists would recommend for, uh, for our listeners to check out. But if, it would be nice if you if we talk specifically about Mau Mau, because you know, that's what sort of brought us together to talk in the first place. So if you have you got anyone you'd like to mention that has passed through Mau Mau that you think people should check out? And it can be, this doesn't have to be uh, literature based, it can be visual arts or you know, anything. So many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from saying all of them, obviously, because they must be all great, but um, yeah, just, um, but just like one or two mm. in particular. For sure, Ernesto Clare, I guess. We also showed his work on contemporary uh, Istanbul. Yeah. Um, he has a project, dust project. He is collecting dust yeah. all, all over the world. Mm. Um, he he gonna have an exhibition in New York next year. Um, he is a performing slash video artist. Let's say. Um, Who would like to mention? I I guess um, Camille Camila Alegria from Chile. Mm -hmm. um, she works on installation. I mean, it's very mixed media because she she also has paintings. But how how he how she installs 
uh, done together actually has a has has the whole picture and the whole meaning. Oh. We had her exhibition on September together with together with Veronica Selingerova. She's also a Okay. There are so many. I mean, no, yeah. it's more than fifty art- artists. So I know, and it's a very, it's actually quite a difficult yeah. question to answer, and it sort of puts. But usually, when I do these shorter podcasts, I email the questions to people and allow them to prepare a bit because sometimes the simpler questions are the ones that, because suddenly to think of names on the spot. But you've been very kind to meet me under such short notice, anyway. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna finish now. Uh, we're gonna finish with another reading from Nas. Don't you sometimes wish tortoise could fly? Sun is falling behind the mountains when you are giving me the paints and pointing at your wardrobe. Don't think you say. I follow you in the woods. When the old woman sits on the couch without knowing I may die soon, her husband coughs like I do, and your smoke follows me into my nightmares full of graves. Nobody knows, but I cry for the man trying to sell toys to kids who do not want to play. Don't think I say. And I follow you in the woods. Oh, but they can. I want to walk on the roof, I said. And we spent hours in front of the window, trying to find a way to the roof. And you held my hand when I walked on your roof. But it didn't carry me. Too fragile, you said. So we ate sushi in silence. Now I am staring at a fork, standing on the roof, and thinking about cancer and death. Across the ocean, there is a gypsy trying to sell roses to couples who don't know how to love. And I hear the voice of the girl who loved you, saying I want to walk on this roof and eat this moon with this fork. But my hands are empty now, and there is no sushi across the ocean, only gypsies and that. Thank you very much, Naz. And uh, thank you to both of you, Sina and Naz, and thank you to Mau Mau for making my stay, very short stay in Istanbul, even more amazing. It's really, it's enriched it a lot just been able to meet all the artists um that are just sort of encircling mal mal it's been really nice thank you um, for visiting us no problem please come back oh we'll do Um, i'm not leaving now um and just for any listeners uh, this is an english thing uh, um, that know the comedy program the league of gentlemen you must know how hard it is for me not to tell the joke about death by mal mal but no one (laughs) no one in this room is going to get that reference but that doesn't matter um (laughs) Thank you again. Um, and like I said, the, the, the details about uh, websites and, and full names and the, the people that Sina and Nas recommended to check out, we'll put, their, put that information in the description as well. Um, yeah.